And it all comes down to this. Two on, two out. Bottom of the ninth, the Farmers lead by one. Full count. Here comes the play at the plate, and it's the Agview pitch. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Agview Pitch. And today you have Shea Folk with Dr. Gary Schnitke from the University of Illinois. How are you today? I am well. I'm well, Shea. It's uh, been a pretty good end of the year wrapping up, able to see some family and friends. So we always enjoy that. But wanted to uh, have a quick conversation here for the farm listeners out there. Uh, just a little perspective on on what you've kind of seen in 2020, how it's looked uh relative to the last couple of decades as a as a production year and then do a forecast or a look ahead into 2021 so we'll get started with that all right sounds good well 2020 was a was a an interesting year let's just say that after COVID-19 control measures hit we were very concerned about uh prices and the resulting profitability that uh, that would happen Livestock farms had a poorer year, dairy, um, pork, beef, all of them had got hit hard, particularly as production disruptions hit their markets hard and resulting prices. Uh, grain farms looked poor, but the, um, but the amount of federal aid that has come through CFAP and now another round looks like it's coming forward as a result of this recently passed legislation and prices have rebounded really well. So 2020 with those stronger prices, overall pretty good yields in Illinois, less so in Iowa, but uh, uh, pretty good yields in Illinois. We're looking at uh, reasonably good incomes in 2020 with, uh, with uh, probably uh, most farms having incomes above last year and uh, overall, that federal aid and those higher prices have helped us quite a lot. So we've all heard the numbers there, federal aid accounting for anywhere from 30 to 35% of uh, gross farm income in 2020. And we've seen that kind of across the country um, in areas where producers were able to capitalize on both yield and pricing, as well as some of these federal payments. What we're starting to see uh, on the consulting side of the industry is uh, farms are just now kind of being made whole. You know, they had a real good year, but when you look at the last four to five years, it's actually just kind of making them whole again. But with good field work conditions and uh, the end of 2020 here, uh, we had some some real good weather pretty much throughout the Midwest, a little dry in some areas. I know there's a lot of farm operations out there hoping for moisture, whether in the form of snow this week or, or rain as we move into spring. A lot of optimism out there. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on briefly with the profitability that we saw in 21, as far as that profit management and how this year looks um, compared to, to years over the decades, what might be some uh, key factors and considerations, especially with all of the craziness that we have going on right now as we move into 2021? In particular, um, looking at inflation, um, interest yeah. rate, where they are historically, what are some of the key things producers should be thinking about? Yeah, that's a good question, and you're absolutely right. Since 2013, we've had some lower income years, and we need some higher income years just to keep us where we're at. 2021, I guess the first thing you would want to think about is what you're going to do with these prices now, and <laughs> um, setting some some selling some grain probably isn't a good isn't a bad idea. I mean, we've had prices above where we thought they were. Um, 
I don't know exactly where they're going to go from here, but um, you know, being getting some of that price would 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 be a good thing. I personally do not see interest rates rising um, in the near future because we're going to have a pretty accommodative policies uh, moving forward as far as interest rates. You know, is this is if if I were a farmer and uh, and uh, don't don't sell land that 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 will likely be a good asset moving forward. And while you wouldn't say now is the right time to buy farmland, you might consider it because there's if you look at the assets that are out there, there's no, nothing. I mean, do you want to go in the stock market? Do you want to go into um, these very low interest rate environments? So maybe think about land if you're you're moving forward. I would say if you have the opportunity, do anything that you can to enhance profitability on that operation, where that might be tiling farmland, it might be improving um, storage on that facility, it might be, and it, obviously all those things are farm specific, but uh, you know, take take some of the income that we had and maybe improve and the operations so that we have profitability, more profitability moving forward. We've had many farm operations this year talk about, and in different regions talk about, uh, you know, we farm for the three years out of 10 or the mm -hmm. two years out of 10, depending on where you're located, depending on your industry. As commodity producers, though, that can be very, very true. So what I hear you saying is take advantage of this opportunity, make some of those improvements, continue to invest in the business. Um, one thing that I want to look at and go back to real quick is on those interest rates, there's, there's different conversations on that. So why do you feel that uh, that's not a concern as we move forward here. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, it, I, it will be a concern in the long run, but I think as as, as we're looking at the short run, um, pol federal policy administrators have a vested interest in keeping interest rates low. The minute those interest rates grow up, we are going to have huge problems with federal deficits. We've just uh, we we're just put another couple trillion on our debt with the recently passed uh, uh, aid bill. Those things only work if we have low interest rates. And so the Federal Reserve and uh, others are going to be pushing to keep those interest rates low as long as we can. And, um, you know, I don't see anything that's going to break those in this year. You know, again, if you're looking at opportunities, one of the things you might consider if you have have debt is to to fix it or take fix it on long-term interest rates. Having said that, we said that for the last 10 years, and we were wrong for the last 10 years. So, um, I guess I, I you know I, I just don't see the breaking point yet for interest rates. It will come, but um, probably not in this next year or so. It's hard to continue to print this amount of money and not have repercussions down the road. And hopefully over the next, you know, three, four, five years or longer term, we can manage that appropriately so that we aren't put in a real tough position later on. But I agree, there's a lot of opportunity out there, a lot of things to take advantage of. Uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on quickly as well is going back to the livestock side. So tough year in 2020, um, that's, a, that's a pretty national thing uh, that we've seen. It's not regional. Uh, how does the outlook into 2020 look and have any of the disruptions that we saw um, as part of the pandemic 
been solved? Are there any solutions out there? Or are we just kind of, well, we got through this hiccup. Let's keep doing things as we were doing them. Yeah, you know, one thing that I would, and this isn't for the farm audience necessarily, but you know, the agricultural system performed pretty well during this pandemic. You know, no one um, really, I mean, the livestock side, um, we had shortages of meat in certain cases, but uh, it wasn't widespread. We we did did pretty pretty well. Um, you still get concerned, obviously, on the livestock side, the increasing concentration amongst the packing industry, and that's not going to go away. So we continue continue have to having to deal with that. Um, but uh, you know, if you're looking forward, what has largely uh, got our commodity prices, our corn and soybean prices up, has been growing export demand. So if we can continue that growth and get more meats out there, that that is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. One thing on the policy side, as you talk about, these conversations have way more to do than just with the farm audience. And I think sometimes we're guilty of uh, telling ourselves the same story over and over or talking at each other within the agricultural community. And sometimes we don't realize how much we're influenced by all the legislation and others who are making these decisions in the agricultural community. So is there any uh, policy or legislation or things in the works out there that farmers should be aware of or be thinking about as we move into 2021 that could significantly impact agriculture as we move forward? Yeah, one would expect, and this this is an open question, obviously, as we're moving into a democratic administration, climate uh, climate concerns and environmental concerns are going to be more important, not less. So whether we like it or not, those things are headed our way, and, and we can either try and make them an opportunity or and, and maybe on the grain side we can work to work on something to get additional payments associated with climate mitigation in whatever form that is um, but those things are coming and uh, as we all know so get ready for them I guess and uh, be prepared for the arguments in particular on the livestock side um, the arguments that that there that meets are are somehow um, um, environmentally unfriendly and, and and have to be countered some way. So be prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. I think diversification within the the crop and livestock operations mm -hmm. that are out there will definitely be beneficial moving forward if they want to continue to have a play in the livestock industry. And I think what you said there was key of it's coming whether we like it or not. And, and there are going to be a lot of opportunities for folks to take advantage of, uh, for farm operations to take advantage of, particularly on the grain side. Uh, just make sure our voices are heard, that we're talking to the right people and helping to, uh, to shape this any way we can as we move forward. Any last thoughts here as we, as we wrap up, as we review on 2020 outlook into 2021? Well, to, I would say take advantage of the opportunities and enjoy these uh the, particularly for grain farms, these good prices that we're having and enjoy them while they last. Right. We'll bookmark it today. It's uh, December 28th at nine o'clock in the morning. We have 452 cash corn, 1250 soybeans, uh, prices we haven't seen in 
in a long time outside of a brief stretch in 2019. Uh, I think optimism is a key word moving into 2021, cautious optimism. A lot of challenges ahead, but farmers are, are known to adapt and overcome. So Gary, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to having discussions with you down the road. Thank you, Shay. It's been nice. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Ag View Pitch and we will catch you next time. <laughs>